Mega Monster Dumb Man, Episode 2, Crab Man. I'm Chris from MDC. And I'm James from Monster Man. And today we turn our attention to another classic quote-unquote fantasy monster. I was going to say that classic might be a stretch. That we are going to attempt to adapt in some manner to uh, the, the trench coat horror, urban fantasy kind of genre. James, what do you have for me today? Okay, so today's monster is the Crab Man. Like the Skulk, it comes from uh, 1981's Fiend Folio. And, you know, when this one came up, it's sort of like, well, it does, it can wear a trench coat. I mean, like an extra large trench coat, because they're quite big. You know, it fits all of the requirements so i i felt conscience bound to include it but looking at the crab man entry i think at least at first glance it presents more challenges than the skulk when you looked at the crab man what was your like what was your reaction like what did you think i did this one in stages because when i read crab man on you know your list of these then i googled crab man Mm -hmm. To find out, you know, what the Crab Man is and what the Crab Man has been through the ages in different versions of D&D. So Mm -hmm. I looked at all the stat blocks and all that stuff and I thought, oh, this is interesting. This can be like kind of our werewolf and it'll be fine. Then when I turned to the actual Fiend Folio (laughs) for the version of the Crab Man we're doing, I saw this wonderful illustration, which the thing you need to know about crabs is their noses are tremendous and they're here to steal your women. And I think (laughs) this illustration really captures that. Yeah, there's a definite like... 50s B-movie kind of a look to uh, the Crab Man as Alan Hunter has envisioned them here. And I'm not I'm not 100% sure why, because it does not what's not what a crab's head looks like in, <laughs> at all. Like they don't have heads, as, but they certainly don't have like big doofy beaks. And because of the shape of the way Hunter draws their beaks, their expressions are what I can only describe as a goofy grin. Um, they really look like an ill-fated mascot, right? So, you know, if you were, if, if these were like the Kraken Cove Crabs football team or whatever, you know, there would be, you know, Clawy the Crab would come out and try to hype everybody up and he would kind of maybe look like this. They look, I mean, actually they're nightmarish, but not necessarily in a good way. (laughs) No, no. This is like that silly nightmare I had when I was six years old that a giant paper mache turtle ate me. It's Mm -hmm. silly and horrifying. Right. So, I mean, not that that can't work necessarily, but also the thing where they want your women is weird. That That's really what made me think they were going to kind of like rough up surfers and that kind of thing, right? Like that they're kind of beach monsters. Oh, yeah. This is this is total uh, horror on Party on, Beach. Party beach yeah. That's the vibe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're, they, they feel like a bit of a tough sell. Um, they're also huge. You know, they're nine feet tall and uh, they they have big like crabby pincers. Sure. That makes sense. But they are kind of, you know, in, in terms of their stats, their role seems to be that they're they're brutes, you know, like they're big. Again, they're they're not maybe not scary for a party of hardened adventurers, but they're definitely scary for the locals. And, you know, we, did, we didn't have a brute in our lineup mm. at this point. So uh, there's maybe something there. Like you said, the werewolf, right? That this might be the the fierce clawy one. But they need they need something done about their image. Yes. I don't know whether I would use this design for the Crab Man in a trench coat horror uh, situation. Because while they can technically wear the trench coat, I feel that uh, these uh, these these beaks, noses, 
I, I don't know. Crabs don't have heads, and so we're we're out of our element here. Uh, the yeah. terminology doesn't exist. They should have sent a poet. But uh, whatever these <laughs> fucking things are, I feel they're going beyond the brim of a fedora. So oh yeah, if these crabmen have a masquerade, uh, they really need to get in and out. Um, they need to like get into that gas station, you know, get get whatever they're after and leave because they're going to be like knocking over displays with these things. It is a goofy ass design. So I would yeah, I would change the image and. If you do Google Crabman, you'll see that uh, there are other Crabman designs from various D&D products. Oh, for sure. So. Yeah. And they're, they're yeah. much crabbier looking. Yeah. I think if you do that, you definitely eliminate like the first stumbling block. They're still big brutes and they don't look necessarily more like they could blend in in society. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel like they could maybe conceal themselves more in the sense that they could cover up. The thing about these Crabmen we see pictured in the Fiend Folio is that they're weird shaped which yeah. is one of the hardest things to cover up. Here's the thing. Beyond their appearance, I really do like the Crabmen. And one of the big reasons is that they are described as mostly a, a peaceful people. You know, Crabmen are, they're just trying to live their crab lives out by, you know, out by the beach or whatever. Mm -hmm. But then occasionally they do feel an instinct to gather together in a weird instinctual band of 30 to 40 crabmen and go raid and pillage yeah and it's it, it's it's very strange because like specifically it's plunder like they go looking for silver like yeah. some instinct makes them go do a bunch of smash and grab robberies which is <laughs> really weird like it's that's definitely kind of like a grim opener if we're kind of in the supernatural tv show genre you know where like the cops are t a string of weird robberies the only thing is that the witnesses said it was some kind of giant crab kind of <laughs> kind of opener you know and that is one of those details that just raises more questions than it answers you know why do they pillage oh because they have a strange instinct okay why do they have a strange instinct <laughs> I'm sorry, our time is up. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, precisely, right? It's just you're just kicking the can down the road. <laughs> so I think I think in order to really make them work, you you have to like you have to focus on that, right? Like that they're that they sort of it, it, because they're a bit like werewolves in that respect, right? Like only they love silver instead of hating it, but like that they have this urge that they can't control, and the rest of the time they're like crab man just want to be left alone. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a really great uh, dichotomy between like the legitimately misunderstood monstrous looking monster and like they really are like they there's some bad behavior happening here mm -hmm. and i think like it could be i mean it could be totally mysterious when this urge strikes them you could tie it to something that people might not notice like maybe the tide mm -hmm. i mean i guess mm -hmm. if you were attacked by crab men pretty routinely and had a certain amount of your silver stolen you might start to look at some tide charts and you know put two and two together but you know it could be tied to some natural cycle but yeah like i think there's potential there for the crabman community, they live out, you know, depending on the area, like on the beach or they live out like by the docks or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. And most of the time they're cool. But then every now and again, I guess the big question is, do we do we justify these raids in a way that makes it sympathetic? Like they're in to fight some kind of hidden evil or something and they hurt people only sort of by accident? Or do we just make it like, no, your tragic flaw is from time to time, you got to go rob the jewelry store. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you, what do you think is more interesting there? So I, I I mean for me I think particularly because like they pillage, um, which is not a victimless crime. Particularly like they're carrying <laughs> away the women who apparently are made of silver. I don't know what that's all about. <laughs> yeah, like, well, she made the mistake of swallowing her ring. I mean, <laughs> oh right, right. That does make a lot of sense because uh, I feel like you 
to me, it, it feels more fitting to have it be like a curse of some kind where they, you know, it, it's it, they're not doing it for a noble purpose. Maybe they don't even know why they're doing it. And, you know, whatever, like, oh, the crabs gained sentience because, like, the ghosts of shipwrecked pirates got in the, you know, or something, mm-hmm. right? And the, and pirates love plunder. Like, that's what they do. Or something like that. That might be a little too kind of Scooby-Doo-y. Well, not Scooby-Doo because there wouldn't be actual ghosts. But you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I feel like these guys are, are coastal horror, right? Like, they're, like, tumble-down fishermen's shacks and, like, the old people in the, you know, in the seaside town. Like, they know about the crab man, so they all, they all shut up their windows and... Like leave little offerings of silver out to ward them off. Like I feel like that they they fit that kind of like New England Gothic kind of mm-hmm. feel, except that they're just stupid. So it kind of <laughs> kind of undercuts the whole thing. So I I think it works better as a curse. And then you could have you could have that thing where sometimes they're scary and dangerous, and then you meet one and you're like, oh, but you're a crab man, and he's like, yeah, you know, but actually most of the time we're fine. I can help you with this undersea mission or whatever. And then the next time you meet him, he's all plundery again. I don't know. It's a, I think, I think having them do it for a, a noble reason, I guess that's kind of the, the like white wolf werewolf bit, right? Where the werewolves go on rampages. Oh, but they go on rampages for the environment. So yeah, I, I tend to agree that that's the less interesting route. I think it, it makes it more challenging to make them a viable player character. If you make it just there straight up pillaging and pillaging is wrong, but one fun way to do it. And this is like, maybe this is like a little bit campy, but I also think it'd be really fun. Do it like a traditional werewolf story where the person loses control and then doesn't remember what happened. Mm-hmm. And you just play crab men trying to be cool. But yeah. then at a certain point, this like raiding instinct overtakes you. You don't play that part. And then a big part of the game is trying to figure out like what the fuck you did while you were all crabbed out. Mm. But it wouldn't just be you. It wouldn't be like you took down some, you know, beachcomber out on the beach. It would be like crab sightings around the city today as a string of robberies and like you know vehicles were stolen um you know buildings were demolished like real crab rampage but Mm -hmm. you only hear about that part and the the part that you play is you just like trying to be cool trying to like figure out what to do with this duffel bag full of silver jewelry you've got see if you can find like a cure for your for your curse maybe a way to like yeah yeah in fact you could even maybe this is just because i've been thinking about klingons in star trek lately but you could justify the weird appearance of the crabman in this illustration if there is some kind of crabman path to humanity mm. and they're going through stages of becoming like more human looking. And so like this nose thing, for example, is like, <laughs> you know, part of being human is having a nose. And so there's like an awkward stage. It's like that between hairstyles, like that awkward length. It's like right. we're in an awkward nose place with the crabman when they're on at this place in the road to enlightenment. I feel like there's I feel like the what like one of the fundamental things that you can't do in a, a modern horror game is have a monster PC. You can have monster PCs that look horrifying and you can have monster PCs that look hot. But I don't think you can tell them like, oh, by playing this character, you look stupid. <laughs> your, your character just looks ridiculous. Uh, I think some some people will go for that, but it's a they're they're an elite, they're a rarefied breed of players who will put up with that. Yeah, I mean, I will say it's not unheard of in the world of darkness for there to be uh, dumb looking. In fact, it's canonical. I think about the Korax, who are like the Raven shifters yeah, or yeah, whatever. They they look goofy and ungainly in their big war form, right? Which is meant to be what like. Is indicative of the fact that they don't use it. Like, yeah, <laughs> this they can turn into a you can turn into a crappy war bird form that doesn't really do anything. So if the Korax is is shifting into that form, like you know things have gotten bad. Like that's a sign of an emergency. 
yeah, this maybe this would not be so much of a player character option as it would be like for sellout crabmen to make them like more reprehensible, um, like more contemptible NPCs. Like, look at this fucking crabman over here trying to assimilate with his big fucking schnoz. Maybe the uh, maybe well, I mean, maybe the silver is kind of the whatever tribute they're paying to the spirit that's uh, you know, like oh well, the spirit of shipwrecks wants us to like you know deposit all this treasure at the bottom of the sea like everybody knows sunken treasure is cool and in exchange we're gonna get decrabified and become (laughs) you know corporate raiders and bank heist guys and whatever i it's just it's just hard to make the leap like when i think crabs i think thieves you know like (laughs) there is like a medieval bestiary aspect to this where it's like do yeah, like have you ever even met a crab, dude? This is so much distinctive material about crabmen that has no resemblance to crabs. These guys don't even have knives. Yeah, <laughs> but you know what? They're nine feet tall. You can put them in a trench coat. They're they're driven to violence. Uh, I mean, this is a slam dunk, even despite the nose. Especially if there's something that's predictable about you know the crabman migration or whatever. When you're just like, well, all these signs have been, you know, there are multiple, there have been more sightings of crabmen on the coast. Like the, you know, the moon is in the fifth house and we're near the hundredth anniversary of the, the wreck of the the pirate ship. Like, oh, that means it's nearly the night of the crabmen. And, you know, you can put a ticking clock on it, which I think kind of enhances the, you know, we, we need to find a way to not go on the crab rampage before the crab rampage happens. I'm sorry. I just, I have to say, we have to find a way not to go on the crab rampage. Here's what they do crab pots giant crab because once they once they're overtaken by the rage they become very dangerous but they can't find their way out of like a small opening (laughs) now it does say that you can't uh you can't um put them in a net because they just snip the net (laughs) with there which we are led to believe that they're better at doing this than adventurers are at cutting their way out of the net with their swords because uh, who knows? Yeah, it says they're delicious. Like it's actually in the description of the monsters <laughs> that they taste good. Because they're natural enemies of the Sahuagin because the Sahuagin like think that crab men are a delicacy. They like steam them and eat them with you know drawn butter or whatever. Which that's nasty. I mean, I guess it's just another point in reinforcing one of the the running themes of uh, of D and D monster stuff, which is that the Sahuagin are real pieces of shit. Like other. <laughs> Other monsters are guys you might fight, but these these guys are just complete trash. Um, but yeah, no, no, I think I think that the crabmen can work. I think if you put them in the, uh, I think if you put them in a giant crab pot, it's, I don't know, like I don't know whether to embrace the goofiness or try to find a way out of it. You know, if we want to be serious about the crabmen, um, which is I mean, probably should be the name of this podcast, serious about the crabmen. <laughs> <laughs> I think, you know, if you just, if you tone it down, give them like armor plates that are concealable, you know, like CW it up, like we've been talking about, you know, mm-hmm. make them like hot guys who like, you know, in a special scene, like they crab open a shirt out, yeah. and they've got like sexy crabs and sexy crab abs, mm-hmm. um, but basically look like normal people, but then they, you know, go and tear things up with their crab strength at a certain time and they're angsty about it. We can do that. Or I think we can embrace the camp as was done in, for example, like, uh, the Ratkin from World of Darkness, where it's like, yeah, these these things are goofy. Um, and that works better if you're running like a whole kitchen sink horror world. Mm-hmm. It's OK to have one goofy one. So but I think both of those approaches work for the crab man. Yeah, no, I think I think that, that that's right. Yeah, they are. They are slightly now. Hmm. However, just because, you know, thinking ahead to forthcoming episodes, I don't know that I would necessarily 
put my flag on the crab man as being the one goofy one <laughs> in this list just yet. You're very we, right. Because we got a few more to go and they are not all like what you'd call 100% serious. Yes. Uh so let's let's err on the side. Let's say these are these are sexy crab men and they're angsty and they have to raid the city from time to time. They steal, but they don't really want to. They may have a uh, an unrequited love. Maybe that's why one of them is carrying this woman away. Maybe they have this kind of like uh, like a uh, creature you know. from the Black Lagoon, kind of a kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah. But they're but they're tortured because they are you know torn by their crab nature. They're always gonna you know when it's low tide, watch out for the crabs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they have to deal with the violence they've done. I think I think nice and angsty. It's always gonna be a little silly, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. More more serious. I think for this batch, if all these monsters are gonna live in one city, we don't want to spend that uh, spend that quarter quite yet. This has been Mega Monster Dumb Man. Listen to me, Chris, on Mega Dumbcast at megadumbcast.podbean.com and get access to Fuck Mary Slay, my patrons-only series about Vampire the Masquerade, at patreon.com slash megadumbcast. Listen to James on his D&D monster podcast, Monster Man, at monsterman.libson.com and support him at patreon.com slash monsterman for access to his Patron Deities podcast series, among other rewards. This episode's music, used under Creative Commons license, is Unto Death by Prescription Pills, whose work you can find at freemusicarchive.org slash music slash prescription pills. Thanks for listening. <laughs>